Hey there, story fiends, and welcome back to their Stories Everywhere with Elidria Hurt. We are once again in the seven weeks to slay. This week, it's A Sea's Horror and Delight by Sumiko Salson. And without further ado, here we go. A Sea's Horror and Delight by Sumiko Salson. The Impundulu and the Witch I don't think a mere vampire can best the god of nightmares, Asi sighed, furrowing well-manicured brows over piercing yellow eyes, fringed by a charcoal smudge of eyelashes. Currently in his humanoid form, the South African vampire was of the bloodsucker type known as Impundulu. The Impundulu, or lightning bird, was a vampiric familiar, a shapeshifter who often appeared as a blood-sucking bird. Asi, in humanoid form, appeared as a comely young man in his mid-twenties. In truth, he was more than 520. Jet black curls hung over his bare honey-tinged chocolate shoulders. A velvet smile sweetly twisted his hot cocoa lips. Asi was hungry, always hungry. Both in humanoid and avian form, the vampire was hauntingly beautiful, and his bloodlust never satisfied. This is not a contest of might nor of wit and will. Azimora, Asi's mistress and mortal bond purred. It is a contest, the sort of which my lovely Asi most readily could win. Asi, whose eyes melt both hearts and loins. Asi, whose gentle touch seduces, whose sharp teeth cut, and blooded mouth does greedily suckle. You whose alluring features and succulent aroma bring delight to your victims, even as you, tempting Asi, bleed them dry. You would compete for the heart of Phobator, god of nightmares, and, perhaps if that is won, gain the keys to his kingdom. Gods are not readily deceived, Asi protests. You ask me to compete when you know I may lose. A vampire is no god. This will end in my destruction, foolhardy mortal. Even so... Asi must do as Azamora's bidding. Fear not, Asi. I am well informed on these matters. As for you, but listen and learn, Azimora said. She, a young African witch, was curled up on a burgundy satin settee with an illustrated book of Grecian lore in her hands. Each of her long coffee fingers was tipped by a sharply filed nail, coated in rhinestone-studded cherry wine polish. She pointed to a jet-black bird, eyes like burning coils, a blood-red tuft spilling from the crest of its head. Like you, he is a shapeshifter, she said. Perhaps I can drink him dry in his avian form, Asi queried, rolling his head up against Azamora's neck thirstily, nuzzling at the nape, begging for her blood. I could become a lightning bird, hmm? 
crack open his little raven neck like the top of a soda can. An irritated Azimura brushed a sea away impatiently. Pay attention, a sea, Azimura bade, pointing at the woodcut image of a tall, handsome Afro-Grecian man with a crimson cloud of curls and blazing orange tiger eyes. A wide, deep nose and heavy brows gave him an intensely brooding appearance. Emotion clouded his temperamental brow, a petulant scowl upon his lips. From his broad shoulders rose two wings feathered like angels, but as dark as deepest night. His name was Phobator, and he was the god of nightmares. Feast your eyes, Azimora called out. I see like the vampire familiar cooed, licking his luscious lips. If you wanted me to claim this lovely one as my lover, I don't think I could decline. But how would I protect myself from his darker sides? He lit upon a cushion at her feet, attentively taking instruction. In most of his many forms, Phobator is easily identified by dark red hair yellow-orange to ruby eyes, and black fur or skin. Like many of the oldest immortals, he's grown lonely, Azimura explained. It seems a contest of wit and will to me, Asi observed. It is your will to outwit him, using all of my charms, which are oh so well known to you, my love. Impish and disobedient, he smirked at the ire in her eyes. He does love young men, as do most of the Greek gods, Afro-Greek or otherwise, she assured him. Yes, he is uh, lonely and seeking an immortal companion. I heard only goodwill would come to those whosoever gain his favor, and what is good for a sea is also good for his mistress, Azimora. What is good for a sea is good for Azimora, and I have been good, so good, a sea pouted impatiently, and I shall be better still, so much better, once I feed. He rubbed his soft, silky slate curls against her hand impatiently, and she tousled his hair and scratched his scalp like a cat. Very well, she trilled, offering her wrist to the hungry creature. As he sunk his two sharp canines into her flesh and began to feed. Azimora stroked her naked servant's bare back with her free hand, chanting incantations until his form began to tremble. Well-formed arms outstretched from either of Assis' shoulders, each sprouted a sharp series of gunmetal gray feathers. His toes extended into talons and then curled below bent knee. His broad, upturned nose extended into a bright, sharp beak. Soon all that remained to identify him were his bright yellow eyes, surrounded now by charcoal feathers. He continued to feed from his beak as his bird form shrank. When he was no larger than a peacock, 
Asmora lifted a sea and placed him upon a perch inside his gilded metal cage. The firebird was legendary among the Zulu, Pondo, and Zoa tribes. Many were the names for this magnificent creature. Hewain, Izulu, Inyo, Yizulu, and of course, Impundulu. The bird of prey was predominantly black metallic in plumage, the dark iridescent feathers complemented by a tuft of white chest features and a band of white around the neck and the rear of the skull. Its beak, talons, and tail and remaining head feathers were the color of the red blood he craved. Azamora so what did you think, Story Fiends? Leave me a note here at the podcast at anchor.fm slash Aledria, or you can drop me a line at Aledria at AledriaHurt.com. If you're looking for Sumiko and her prodigious bibliography, you can find her at sumikosalson.com. That's S-U-M-I-K-O-S-A-U-L-S-O-N.com.